Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services on the Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts Sunday 9 to 10 on WBT. Although, Trent, if you're listening to the podcast, you can get us 24-7. So we're not Sunday anymore. We're all anytime. We worldwide. Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because everybody needs some Trent Haston 24-7. That's it. Don't you think? That's what we're going for. That's what we want. Trent Haston 24-7. I Me? actually got to catch the first segment on the way to church this past Sunday. Okay. How'd yes, it go? Yesterday. Did it go good? It was great. Michael Cox? I'm, I laughed at myself a couple times. Can you say, I, listen, I, afterwards <laughs> I had to learn to say pata. Like four times I said it after the show. Pata. 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 I'm never going to say it right on purpose. Nah, Just a mess of Michael. I got you. Now, our guest today is Phil Bushy from Legion Brewing, and, and he has some offshoot brands from that we'll talk about, like the Trolley Barn. Um, he's in the studio. Our second week in a row, yeah. the guest has been in the studio. So all you out-of-towners that desire to be on the show, you might just need to take a trip back up to the to the Queen City. To the QC, the West Side. That's the good QC. having people in the studio. And Phil Phil is a huge West Side supporter. I mean, you guys have got ready to open up something really special. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, we got some good news. Good news. Good news is what we're about. That's it. So, also, not, I mean, not to mention that, we had a big weekend in Charlotte sporting sports, sports-wise. And yeah. I'm going to give you an opportunity to throw a zinger at your Duke fans. <laughs> Friends. Okay, I not even top of mind. I mean, what? I'm I'm not like the Clemson Tiger, Alabama, Georgia Bulldog football fans. I'm a Tar Heel bat. I'm a lowly Tar Heel basketball fan that beat Mike Shashevsky <laughs> on his last home game ever. Oh, I think he might. Knowing that crazy man, he might stay another year just to just to make Shire. Have some pain. Hubert Davis no. doesn't want any of that. I think he's like, Mr. Krzyzewski, go on ahead and take yourself on. Just go on ahead. I'll take John Shire. I mean, the one time I was like, ah, oh, mediocre year. <laughs> Duke's really good. Krzyzewski's last game, no way. Not even the the people that fix sports, <laughs> the gods of sports, no way they'll let him lose his last game at Cameron against Carolina. And it happened. And it happened. Piper was like, yeah. <laughs> we, we were at uh, dinner with some folks, and one of the guys that was there is a huge Carolina fan. He's like, nobody talk about the game. I got it on record. It's, it was his wife's 40th birthday, or not 40th birthday, it's her wife's birthday. And so I'll watch it when I get home. And so, man, like halfway through, somebody, like, I think he got a text. He's like, can you hear your brother screaming from there? He's like, God. But I mean, how excited did you, they yeah, weren't. I mean, if you, listen. Excited they You got to expect to get. If something happens good in that game, you have to expect to get spoiled. I mean, it's a spoiler alert. It's a spoiler alert. <laughs> well, then on top of that, we had Charlotte Football Club, which yeah. I'm not a soccer fan at all, but I think I'm going to become one. That looked awesome. It's football. People were having a they were having I think a Phil Bushy might be able to enlighten us a little on that. He, he's he got a little football, a.k.a. American soccer pedigree. 
So, uh, and, and it's important because he's got the new Legion opening. We, we, we'll teaser. Well, hold on. We can go into something else here. I, I feel like I have become a football expert because of Ted Lasso. I did too. Yeah, it's not zero zero. I it's actually, nil nil. I actually told somebody this weekend. I said, "Hey, I might. I'm kind of intrigued because I watched Ted Lasso. They're training on the pitch, and, and they go, huh, you don't like watching your girls.'" My girls oh, and Reagan, Reagan, Reagan made all converts all four high school years. Uh, Hold on, tail lasso. Hold on, let me take a time out. Roy, do, do your kids call it a pitch or a field? When I was a kid, it was a soccer field. I never heard of a pitch until Ted Lasso. Yeah, I got to be uh, real honest I here. I think that's European slang. Pitch. My kids call it a field, and they're excited. Yeah. Yeah. My two girls that that can made uh, their school team. That was good. And that's then, awesome. And then. Uh, Piper and I think a couple of them are also going to play rec. It starts this week, so we're all pumped up. I think I think Phil has some young soccer players in his family too. We traded texts on Sunday, and he was saying that. See, I never was. This is the deal with Trent and soccer. Trent grew up playing football, baseball, and basketball. Trent got into middle school. His friends played soccer, so <laughs> and I'm a little tweet, little tyke, so I quit football per my mom's urging, which was not cool. I wish I'd have kept playing football, American football. I quit football to play soccer, and I wanted to be so tenacious I wanted to play goalie. And my dad's like, look, dude, you need to play in the field because when you get into high school, you're going to be too small to play goalie. You're not ever going to be a career goalie. I don't care how tenacious you are. You're about 5'1 <laughs> and 87 pounds. And, uh, 87 and a half. And he was so right, but I missed this whole window of footwork. You know, I get in high school, I'm the goalie comes in. He's been playing goalie his whole life. He's like 6'2". <laughs> Hi, I'm the goalie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the midfielder. <laughs> and, then, and then Dave McGuire and then I had to learn beat you up. And then, yeah, Dave McGuire was the backup Maynard goalie. Beat you up. Yeah, you got beat up. Uh, actually, Heard just to give before. you some perspective. <laughs> Man, listen to your dads, kids. <laughs> if I can give you any advice, dads are generally right. Unless they hang out at their neighbors too long. When they come home, don't listen to them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Can you explain that? No. Um, King of the hill. That. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I missed a whole window of footwork. And I was decent bench warmer in high school for the year and a half I played before I quit. <laughs> that was, <laughs> well, I supposed to laugh? But I didn't quit playing baseball and basketball. There you go. Because I had done that since I was a little wee Well, man, one. you get to break. I heard I, I didn't go to our – you know, we have a company softball team. You know, and I, I heard you were a pretty good little shortstop, second base. Jeremy was telling me he was kind of analyzing all the players. I was trying to get some feedback. Where did he rank me? Seventh? We didn't, we didn't get around. We only had rankings. eight. Your power ranking would have probably been like three or four. Oh, wow. Three or four maybe. You going to draft me? Am I going to draft? I'm just trying to make you know, team everything's dog. based in fantasy terms these days. <laughs> You're like a three star. Three star. Yeah. That's okay. okay. All right. Tee up, Phil. Well, we have, man, we hope you're having fun. We're having fun here in the studio getting back on the mic. Uh, we have Phil Bushy, founder and CEO of Legion Brewing, when we return talking about a bunch of exciting stuff that's going on in the world of Legion. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. If you missed the first segment, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. you got to go back and get the podcast. Check it out, 24-7 of Trent Haston. 
I only get 23 and a half hours on the podcast. They cut me off. You know, a small, there was a tow truck in Clemson that used to set open 23 and a half hours back in the day because you couldn't open. I think you couldn't be open 24 hours because of some sort of South Carolina blue law. Side note. Were they drinking on a tow truck? I mean, I don't know. I will tell you this much. I, my dad told me, do not go down our driveway before it was poured in your car. Do not do it. And I went down anyways, and it pulled me out. I don't think they were drinking, though. What are you talking about? We're talking about a tow truck. Okay. I don't know. Oh, the tow truck pulled yeah. you out. So they were open that half hour? The half hour they got me. Good. Shoo. Hey, Phil. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing well. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, man. That's great. We were, we were reminiscing. I said the last time we have had Phil on the show before, he's a repeat. Yep. Speaker, yeah. offender, yeah, yeah. Speaker. It's been a little bit. A few, been a few beers since then. Yeah, he said. Uh, <laughs> he said it was a couple <laughs> weeks after we met, and and now, I mean, literally, I, I say, a lot of our guests are are really great friends of mine. Phil and I ha- have become wonderfully uh, dear friends. Thank yeah, you for your friendship. Yeah. Thank you as well. We it's get been a good time. Way. It's it's big and tiny, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he Twins. winds he winds me up. <laughs> Wasn't there, what's that, Rich and Big? Wasn't there a TV show like yeah, that back uh-huh. in the day? Yeah. That's pretty good. The, with the guy that uh, does, what's the name of that guy? The skater. Yeah. He, he's done uh, really yeah. well for himself. Rob something. Rob uh, and Big. Yeah. Rob, Rob, Rob and Dick. Big. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. That was a great show. Hit. Or Schwarzenegger and DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twins. Yeah. We are twins. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, I'm a little bigger than DeVito. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I got better hair. <laughs> yep. 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 And my and my humor's better. Absolutely, your physique's a little bit. You're not, you know, you're not as round either. We always talk about TV shows on here. If you've ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia, oh yeah, it's a little raunchy. (laughs) Don't let the kids watch it. But uh, Devito's a trip. I didn't know Devito when he was wilding out, you know, in his younger career. But he came back strong in that show. I liked it before I had children. (laughs) <laughs> nothing hey man when you have hard days in life nothing better than mind-numbing humor you need, yeah you need a little popcorn show yeah the popcorn, popcorn show. show i like that i like that well phil i'm always bragging about you 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 you, you hang out you and marino y'all buddies uh old mecklenburg brewing uh y- you got so much going on i think call you the the brewery mafia right <laughs> But I'm so proud of what you've done. I appreciate and, it. And, Thank uh, you. So won't you give us a rundown of your spackling of offerings these days? Yeah. Well, uh, we're growing fast. we got a great brewing community here in Charlotte. Um, again, John Marino is one of my closest friends, and, and there are a lot of other really great friends uh, here in the brewing community here in Charlotte. And we've probably got about 60, 65 breweries in the Charlotte area right now. And it's just a vibrant scene, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. We started our thing back in 2015 when we opened our first location in Plaza Midwood. We opened our second location in 2018 in South, uh, in uh, the South Park neighborhood. And the exciting thing is, you know, coming through the headwinds uh, that we've all had in the past two years, we were able to open up our third location in South uh, South End. And that's called Trolley Barn. It's yeah. there at the Atherton Mill spot. We uh, we branded it Trolley Barn instead of Legion, but it is part part of our portfolio of businesses, and I can get into that a little bit. But the other very exciting thing, and what we're talking about, uh, yeah, in this podcast is the West Side. We are almost ready 
to open up Legion West Moorhead, which is right here next to the studios at WBTV. We'll probably be opening the doors in the first part of April. Uh, we're almost there. Well, I'll tell you what. I just saw TJ, the producer, do a fist pump in my peripheral. So <laughs> I know the community in the neighborhood is, is really excited to have you here. Um, obviously, a lot going on. Trent and I talk about the, the west side of town all the time. I mean, it probably comes up on every show. But to have a landmark staple like Legion Brewing, brewing right here across the street from WBT is, is really something special. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's going to be a fun time. It's, it's our new... Uh, you know, flagship. Uh, yeah, we have uh, it's our new production facility. We to this uh, to this point in time produced all of our beer at our Plaza Midwood facility. We've outgrown that facility's capacity. We've been stuck at sixty five hundred barrels for the past four years. This new facility gives us an ability to brew as much as one hundred thousand barrels. Now, a barrel. If you ever seen a big keg. Uh, one of those really big kegs is a half a barrel. Yeah. So 200,000 of those every year is the capacity that it gives us. We desperately need that that capacity. But not only that, we're opening a brand new tap room and a huge beer garden at the facility, too. So you get to come in, see the, take a tour of the production equipment. The, the hot side is right behind the bar. It's a visually stunning, unique place. We've got a new menu offering that we're doing there pizzas and tacos who you know everybody loves pizza and tacos so we're very excited to open up here in just a few short weeks well that that's kind of the beauty of of breweries in general is it's not like you know some people are like well i don't even drink beer well that, it doesn't matter there's something for everybody even kids have a spot there to, during the during the weekends of course they're running around playing dogs i mean the Absolutely. the whole deal it you know, this, it's not really the smoky bar that you thought about 10, 15 years ago for, for those that haven't had the brewery experience yeah, yet. Not at all. We we actually call them the uh, the stroller mafia. They're yeah. usually <laughs> they're lined up like a ski resort. They're, they're, it's huge family experience, very loving. We really pride ourselves in campfire hospitality and being a, com- a pillar of the community where people can come, commune, share a drink, share, you know. Taco a, or pizza. Taco yeah. or pizza. and you know, connect with each other and talk about their problems and talk about the successes in life. It's a, it's, it's great to be a part of. No, I, I will say it's a, it's a gathering communal place. It is very much so. And, and I think that goes back to the roots in Europe and, and what, what a brewery and a tap room was meant to be. It's meant to be a part of the neighborhood. That's a, right. A gathering place for the community. For all the family. And that's what you're gonna have over here. That's what you, man. I go to South Park. I'm I'm gonna we're we're gonna save this for the second segment because during COVID, when COVID hit and everybody goes, oh my gosh, the sky's falling. You made a you made a maneuver which was awesome. Great, Phil. I always tell everyone, you run the way you run your business and the way you treat your people and the way you're a visionary and the way you motivate and interact how I watch with, with your associates, your staff, your leadership team is amazing. And, and with that, then you know the food and the beer is going to be excellent. I appreciate it. Thank but your you food, much. your food oh, it's is dynamite. dynamite. Uh, Unbelievable. I, re- I remember you sitting here when, when you did the show the last time. I think that uh, uh, South Park had only been open for a little while, and, and you were more interested in talking about the food, if I remember correctly, oh, yeah. than you were about the beer. And we're over here, you know, Juicy J this and Juicy J that. And you're like, no, guys, the food is what oh, yeah. and, Chef, and you've delivered on yeah, that. Chef Gene and his crew do amazing things. We, he's essentially a Michelin-caliber chef. Wow. And he's bringing 
all his techniques and ingredients and presenting them in a comfortable way. We, we like to say that we, ha- we take global inspiration and present it in a local way. And he and his team are just doing an amazing job, and I'm beyond excited and proud to to share our offerings. Every single location that we have has a completely different menu, and it's all top-class food at every single location. It it really is. And the new trolley barn, we can talk about a little bit about this on the next segment. But it's it's, it's to my heart. You know, you have... A, b- a bunch of seafood, fish, sardines, sardines. cans. Yeah, we gotta oh, talk about gosh. that for sure. I mean, it is delicious. I go in there. I, I found myself by myself. Hold up <laughs> <laughs> on a lonely night. Hey, I'm hungry, babe. I'm gonna stop here and I'm I'm gonna eat by myself. Uh, it is delicious. South Park is awesome. Plaza Midwood is great. I can't wait to see the variety that you have across the street here. I'm excited. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. And you source. What you can within reason. We do we locally, do. right? We do. We uh, so our our the emblem of our legion is two crossed arrows. It's the Native American symbol for friendship. We're all about friends and beer and community, but we're also native to uh, America. As much brewing ingredients and a much food ingredients that we can source locally here in Charlotte. Mecklenburg, North Carolina, and definitely North America, we do we try hard to find the best ingredients from the local small farmers as we can. So we and you know, make cool stuff out of it. Well there you have it. <laughs> wow. Okay, so cliffhanger. What did Phil do pivot wise? That was a that was a topic of conversation, the word pivot, pivot when when COVID came down on top of us to make Legion take it to the next level. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Our guest today is Phil Bushy when we return. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of company. We are your hosts. If you missing, if you didn't listen to the last segment, I, I accused Trent of going to broadcasting school because he'd cliff hung the audience, not like Sylvester Stallone style, but you had a question about what did Phil do during the pandemic to pivot his business? It was, uh, you know, you had tap rooms and, and really in-person type type offerings. So, uh, I mean, I'm on my on my toes here. What 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 did we do? <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, it, it was as everybody in in the world had to challenge, yeah. had the challenge of of the pandemic that we started back then are still going through it very much affected our our industry oh yeah big time we were uh we have multiple multiple tap room offering so we had our restaurants that were open uh, two at that time plaza midwood and south park but we also our production we only served draft beer to our clients around town uh we call it on premise or off premise okay on premise me is like bars and restaurants you go up get a pint at the bar or restaurant, you drink it. Off-premise is your grocery stores, cans, bottles, stuff like that. Before COVID, we were 100% on-premise. We had about 400 accounts around town. We sold kegs to different bars and restaurants around town. And obviously, in February of 20, those all got shut down. And that was because you were max capacity at at Plaza Midwood, the 6,500 
we were maxed out for about three years prior to that, and we were working on our new production facility. It was in the works, but uh, it hadn't been opened yet, and we hit February 20 and get shut down. So instantly, you know, we didn't have a, a forecast of when we were going to be opened again. I mean, as we know, it was six, eight yeah. months, a now, year after. Now listen here, audience. Every tap room and every restaurant for a period of time for the unforeseeable future, unforeseeable future, was shut down, correct? correct. County mandate. Correct. Especially okay. for, and for alcohol and beer. I mean, you crazy. could do to-go food, Absolutely. but I, they weren't really doing to-go drinks at that point, I don't think. Not at all. So, um, you know, obviously, the bills don't stop. Rent, yeah. rent still due. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. The loan, loan payments are still due, so what do we do? So what we decided to do, we had great contacts in the industry. We called up a mobile canner. We secured cans. We called up our grocery and, and convenience providers and say, hey, you've been asking it, asking us to provide you this for the last few years. We're ready. Well, would you like some beer? <laughs> you can have all of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man. So we, within 14 days, we went from 100% on-premise, pivoted to 100% off-premise, to basically keep the money coming in to be able to pay those rent bills, pay those more uh, the loan payments, and not only that, but obviously our restaurants are shut down. We had at the time 150 staff. What do we do with 150 staff that don't have work to work anymore? Right. Well, one of the things that we were able to do with the help of the PPP program that that came through was since they couldn't work doing their normal jobs because they were new, no retail customers, restaurant comer, uh, customers coming in, we used that money to pay them to go out into the community. Every week we selected a new uh, local charity and we went out and raised money or did volunteer work or picked up trash for depending on what that week's charity was to put that money back into the community through service. <laughs> Wow. What do you think about that, boss man? Unbelievable. I have so many questions based on what you just said, but you, when, you, you kind of breezed over this. Um, 14 days you went from 100% on-premise to 100% off-premise. So, so no can, 100% out of the keg at a tap, correct? correct. Well, instead of going all of our beer going into 100% of that going into kegs, we put 100% of it into cans. And one of the cool things that we found out about and one of the things that we had to pivot for was we learned, we, we were forecasting how big we needed to build our next production facility. We grossly underestimated how big that facility needed to be because we, didn't, we were estimating how, much, how fast our beer would sell through cans, but we were a hundredth uh, or, or less wow. accurate. And it, it just flew like wildfire. We found that what we sold in one week out of 400 tap handle, or 400 accounts on premise, we sold that same amount of beer out of five grocery stores in nine hours. Nine hours. That is like the ultimate turning lemons into lemonade story I've ever heard. Not only did you, did you pivot your business, but it sounds like you, you've learned something extremely valuable very very valuable so what we did to pivot that was our legion west moorhead facility yeah. 2001 west moorhead we completely tore up the architect's plans that we had before originally it was going to be a two-thirds we have about twenty-five thousand square foot over there and two-thirds of that was going to be restaurant 
and one third of that was going to be production, new production. Well, we tore those up and basically flip-flopped it. Now it's one-third restaurant, tap room, beer garden, and two-thirds production. So how much did your capacity grow over there per the plan pre-COVID to now? The the original plan had it topping out around 20,000, maybe (laughs) 25,000 barrels. Now it's got a max capacity before any major renovations happened at 100,000 barrels. (laughs) Unbelievable. That's great. I mean, it almost reminds me of the, we we bring this up all the time when Eric Berg, same yeah. kind of situation, you know, in the event space, basically business went from zero, like whatever revenue he had before to zero dollars overnight and pivoted into the safety, safety, you know, uh, shields and that kind of business. But I mean, it, it, it's the definition of grit. I mean, determination and perseverance. Well, we, we've got a great, we've got a great staff. I mean, they're, they're family. So out of yeah. those 150 people, they all stayed with us through that. I mean, the culture that we have at Legion, the friendships, the family that we have, we've formed is great. I mean, they, the fact that they would stay on and do charity work. Not, That's so cool. We didn't have a single, if you remember in the labor force at the time, you were worried about uh, the, the uh, unemployment being too high to bring people back up off the couch. We didn't have a single employee stay on the couch through that. They were all motivated. They were all holding hands and, and going forward and figuring it out, and I can't thank them enough. Phil speaking about the unemployment benefit. Correct. They were going to be making too much money, 80% of their income at home. But but when you add, it didn't, we talk about this all the time, people need to make a living and feed their family, but it isn't about the money. It's about the culture, the environment, the work environment where Correct. you're at. Yeah. And, uh and your staff really embodies that when, when I'm over there visiting any of your locations. So, how, how did y'all start canning so quick? Again, we've we have we've got a great relationships in the industry. When we were in need, people jumped to help us out. Um, Ironheart Canning is a mobile canner that shows up. They have a canning line that's on the back of a truck. They drove into our facility, set it up. We wow. can the beer right off our tanks, and then our grocery and retail partners across the city, they've always been asking for it, and what? now we were able to fill it. What a cool business. I did not know there were mobile canners. That that was even in an industry. It's pretty fun. That yeah, is... It's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. That would be really cool to see. Uh, so, but now in your new facility, you'll, you'll can your own, own beers, right? Correct. We have a, a new canning line that we have just commissioned. It will do 250 cans a minute. So we should be able to keep up. Wow. (laughs) No comment. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, I mean, Phil, I think, you know, Trent, you mentioned it too, but culture is is absolutely everything. I mean, we kind of joke around on the show. I mean, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have, if you're not intentional on your culture right now, especially the way the labor force is, you're probably too late. Absolutely. Uh, and if you if you have it, if you're not doing intentional things to keep the culture, uh, you better start right away because it, it is a very competitive labor market. I'm sure you feel the same pains we do on on the on construction side. So keeping those those people uh, there happy and excited to do what they're doing is is so important right now. I can c- completely agree. One of the great things that we don't have to f- fight is uh, replacement of staff. A lot of people are constantly churning over, especially in the restaurant industry. Sure, it's, it's a high normal. turnover yeah. industry. We don't have those same problems. I mean, the people that we've hired from day one, six years ago, are still with us. We've got a great culture. People stick around, want to be a part of it. Obviously, people transition in life and move on to different careers or different parts of the country, whatnot. But our turnover rate is 
multiples, multiples below the industry average. Well, man, I'm excited. I, I can't wait for you to open. The last week you told me get a couple dishwashers in uh, the machine. Yeah. And I said, what about your staffing? You said, we're ready to go staff-wise. Yeah, we're, we're 100% staffed across the country. Or, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> TBD, spoiler alert. Yeah. No, just <laughs> That's showing two more years. <laughs> Heard it here first. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, across the company, we've, we're, we're fully staffed, and we're ready to start rolling here in a couple of weeks. Well, Phil, man, Can't it's wait. exciting to talk to you. Godspeed to your business. I'm rooting for you. You got big fans here in the audience, uh, in the studio, and across the street. So uh, can't wait to go uh, have some communal suds with you across uh, the street. I appreciate it. Well, uh, next time we meet, let's uh, let's catch up at the tap room. We will. Tim, we will. Not in the studio. <laughs> Thanks for uh, being here, Phil. Phil Bushy, Legion Bruin. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Just finish up with Phil Bushy. If you missed it, you missed a lot. Uh, I mean, Legion Brewing is on fire. Power packed. Power packed. And, and which is really exciting, we always tell people, if you haven't been to the West Boulevard Corridor, the secret is out because Legion Brewing is about to open a, a brand new 25,000 square foot facility with production, canning, and a, uh, a restaurant with uh, with beer garden right on West, West Moorhead. Yeah, when you come down the hill from Wilkinson Boulevard towards Freedom Drive, it's about halfway in the middle of the barbell. Right across from the Roby family of companies and uh, Union, of course, with Banks Wilson, who we've had on the show. Um, awesome. Trend. And it's going to have a nice outdoor space. I guess that might be the definition of a beer Gotten. Oh, did you just go German there? No, I didn't. Nine. But it in a T with a E with two dots over it in Garden. Yeah, two dots. <laughs> I mean, Rowan, you? where you at, Rowan? I need you. My, two my dots. second oldest daughter it takes full uh, German. That's pretty cool. That um, is cool. The two dots are, are key. Um, the two dots. The two dots. What They're is like that called? Eyeballs. Do you know? Does anybody know what that's called? Umbla. Umbla. I can't do it. Say it again, Phil. Umbla. Say it in the microphone. Um. Umlaut. Umlaut. I didn't know that. I need to learn some more from Rowan. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stop making this look stupid. Let's talk about something else. All these, all these <laughs> people I meet are like, "Oh, that's so great! Your kids are doing full immersion language. Are you learning the language with them?" I'm like, "Umlaut." <laughs> I mean, no. no. All you I gotta mean, do is go uh, nine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm Roast. not learning anything. <laughs> I'm done learning. Isn't that what I told y'all? Yeah. Well, then you're learning some things here I'm and kidding. there. I got gotcha. you. I'm, I'm trying to be more modest. In no. My, in my learning. I, uh, I we, we had talked about a little bit, uh, sort of the last segment. You know, we, we rarely ever talk about Roby, but about sort of how some of our stuff has has really started um, and what, sort of the back history. And we always talk about, you know, your younger days working with your dad and your grandfather and your brother and your uncle, of course. But um, I, I don't know. We thought it'd be sort of neat to kind of highlight some of some of our business stories and how we kind of started some of our brands. And really, it probably needs to start with with. Roby Electric was probably the first off-brand. Am I getting that right? Yeah, you're you're along you're along the lines. I know there was a cabinet business at some point before my time. A cute custom cabinet. A I cute mean, custom? A- Andrew Roby and a cute custom cabinet. See, a lot of people probably don't know that. That was market. rough. <laughs> rough time of my life, early in the 2000s when I was working about 60 hours a week and 
then we had an out of control custom cabinet shop. By sixty, you mean eighty? <laughs> yeah, um, it was a lot. I'm sure. But uh, we did have that, and 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 this is all part of the process of do what you know how to do and get better at what you know how to do. Now that doesn't mean don't diversify, don't grow, don't accept challenges. But once you figure out that something is a different operational vehicle to to make successful and and you don't have the capacity to do it, move on out of it. Take your losses, put them in your satchel, and go on down the road. And we did that with, with the cabinet shop. That is an asset that is better to subcontract with our highly qualified custom cabinet makers that, that Andrew Roby and the Roby family of company uses than for us to try to have a shop and keep it at the top level. It's a, a lot goes into it. Sounds like it. Um, <laughs> it was a lot. I'm sure. And then, and then we decided to, to try our hand at electrical. Yeah, because it... To, the, the reason why we really started electrical I was... I this story. ...was because we had, I remember in the early 2000s, originally... We had a couple jobs where, kind of similar to today, the subcontractors were were over capacity, capacity, yeah, and they couldn't get our jobs done, and they were making us look bad. And we had a pretty daggone good electrician in in the company that was doing carpentry work, Jeff Robinette, who's still with the company, who's still with the company, and Dad said, "Well." (laughs) <laughs> buoy on that we'll send jeff over there and do it ourselves finish it how the county and feel we did that it didn't go well <laughs> but hey some things don't go well at first uh but then <laughs> then in 2010 we officially legally correctly started roby electric in 2010 yep. 12 years ago and and within a year i think we hired patrick mcisaac right that's right yeah i started in 2010 that's correct I think it was less than a year, and uh, and now Patrick is a managing partner, a partner at Roby Commercial Services, which is commercial construction, mechanical, electrical, plumbing service. Correct. And trades. Well, in, in the electric side, I mean, it was really born out of necessity, right? I mean, that's that's that's, that's a why. pretty good business lesson. Um, and, and then over time, we decided coming out of the recession of oh nine eight nine and ten. Really, my leadership as, as the visionary of the business, and I'm not taking any credit at all because we <laughs> you throw throw a lot of stuff at the wall and it never stick, uh, and fail at a lot of things. But really, it was what can we do? We have this great customer, Charlotte business person, Charlotte doctor, Charlotte lawyer, family. What can we do for this person? What more do they buy where we can vertically integrate that relationship? And it was second home markets. They usually help their kids with their houses. Their kids grow up. We're in the house while they live in the house. They usually run businesses and manage businesses that have buying needs on commercial properties. And then they have mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and handyman service forever on all these properties. So that's the model that we've tried to grow, and I think in the last decade we've done a really good job. And coming out of COVID, and we're re- we're taking off. Well, it works from the other side too, right? If they have a smaller project with our MEP or our handyman services, and we do a good job, yeah. then it kind of puts us at the table for the larger. And those are easy to not do a good job. Very so easy. It's to an interview up. process that mm-hmm. that has a a lot of repercussions, either good or bad, on the backside. Correct. So we live in a thankless world, and we'll. We value that. In lies the opportunity. So, 
Thanks for listening to us today. Man, what a wonderful show. I'm so happy right now. Got to hang out with Phil Bushy. He got to talk about Legion and his other brands, Legion Brewing. Uh, go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Set the example for those around you. Thank you for listening to At Home with Roby. Have a wonderful Sunday.